Welcome to New Human Living Radio Show, bringing you powerful interviews to awaken the power in you. Learn more at newhumanliving.com. And now your host, Les Jensen. Well, Happy New Year. Here we are, 2023, and still no flying cars. (laughs) Are we having fun yet? The joy is in the journey. Well, tonight we're going to go off in the weeds as far as we can. (laughs) We're going to... We're going to turn everything on its head because everything is turned upside down. And when we turn it back over, we might be right side up finally. Or not. Time will tell. The topic tonight, intentional quantum consciousness effect. What the hell? What does that mean? So if I were to ask you... Who's your savior? Who's your hero? Of all the personas that exist now or have ever existed, is there one that you aspire to be more like? Is that something that sits in your head or you'd have to think about it a minute or being you is just fine? I don't like that last one. You know, <laughs> it's we've had a lot of years of interviewing very, very curious people on this show. And as a host, I tell you what, sometimes it really drags me through the weeds and I have to reassess my perception of what's real and what's not. Um, What's more truthful, what's less truthful? What's a measuring stick? I mean, why would I ask about heroes and saviors? And the the curious thing is, if you if you look at societal standards, the the guru sitting at the front of the class is. Uh, perceived as somehow uh, an advanced soul, and certainly that description might fit. But uh, a homeless person that can't conjure up a constant frame of mind for more than 10 seconds, maybe he's uh, the, the... the more advanced soul, to get so far off in the weeds, so to get so disconnected from our truth, to so, so fully entrench ourselves in this world around us that we feel powerless. Well, it's 2023, and I think it's time we all... Uh, um, I try I try very hard to uh 
not have any requirements. We have free agency. So if I, if I project this idea of, quote, righteousness, or we should be doing this, or we should be doing that, um, I, don't, I don't mean it that way in the sense that everybody on the planet would have a, um, an expected way of behaving. There's not a, a single template for heaven on earth. There's not a, a template of righteousness that will get you to heaven. The divine idea of heaven is seven billion different ideas of heaven or whatever the current population of the earth is. Seven billion unique unique experiences there's not as we're not trying to fit ourselves into a template when we think of uh, our our hero our savior our the persona we aspire to be more like it, it's not that um we're gonna feel more fulfilled if we if we make ourselves identical to them you know, the intentional quantum conscious effect, the, the intentional quantum consciousness effect. I've been, I've been noodling this thing called human consciousness for a very long time. And even um, if you've been reading my blogs and whatnot, some people have literally said they've noticed a shift in my perception. And that... That has come at uh, a very expensive cost. The last quarter of 2022 put me through the ringer twice. I went through some very painful events where I'm cleaning out my subconscious. And When I say very painful, I mean very painful. And and I'll take some responsibility for that pain. And and the reason I'm talking about this is going to make sense when we talk about quantum consciousness, the quantum mirror, the quantum effect. Um, But in the last quarter of 2022, my God, was it? painful. I described it to a friend as being chained to the ground, flat on the ground, while a molten flow of lava slowly engulfs your body. Very, very painful. And I didn't understand why. I didn't, I didn't really understand why. Um, several shows back, well, I've mentioned it in several shows, I've I've changed my relationship with pain. And when I feel pain in my past, pain in my subconscious, pain in my the show's not going to be about pain, but but the the what has happened when I shift my relationship with pain kind of changed everything. Several years ago I lost a very dear friend unexpectedly and that that really crushed me. He is like a brother to me. He, he probably understood me better than anybody else on the planet. 
I could talk in this really pert way and discuss five topics in three syllables, and he would understand every one of them. And he died, and he passed away unexpectedly. I'll call you in. I'll call you in about a week less, and that's the last interaction I had with him. When he passed, the family decided not to have a funeral, and they cremated him within a few days. And by the time I had heard about it, he was ashes, quite literally. That crushed me very, very deeply. That pushed me deep into my pain body. And when I when I go to an, into a painful event, I turn and I face it. And I bring all of my consciousness with me, and I walk through the flame. Why am I saying this? What does this have to do with intentional quantum consciousness? Well, that that hero, that savior, that uh, aspiration, perhaps that you have. If we think of like a, a real common one is Jesus Christ. Boy, what a what a uh, persona <laughs> to to take the aspirations of so many people. If if we look at his experience with quantum effect, quantum consciousness effect, right wherever you are right now, the listener, wherever you are, wherever, and we're daydreaming now, and poof, Jesus shows up next to you. Jesus shows up next to you. And nothing has to change about the reality that you're in right now. And Jesus starts performing miracles, healing the sick, generating food out of thin air, walking on water, etc. All the all the mannerisms of miracles in the same environment that you're in. So the the field of miracles, quote miracles, unquote can't be about the quantum itself if the consciousness that shows up, i.e. Jesus Christ, the Savior, the mystic, the alchemist, it's been talked about so many ways, the consciousness that shows up to the quantum, that, that comes up and embraces the quantum, the quantum is... is really indifferent. We've had quite a few shows about quantum physics, quantum effect. I like the idea of the quantum mirror, the metaphor of a quantum mirror. Let me ask you about gravity. Gravity is gravity is something you can't see. You can't take a picture and send it to me and circle in the picture where gravity exists. There's no way you can see gravity. But the effect of gravity is obvious. We can't see gravity, but we can see the effect of gravity. Now, who knows more about gravity? Uh, a physicist that that studies the mathematical um, idea of gravity, 
or perhaps the accomplished ballet dancer that in the in the field of gravity masters the gravitational effect. One of them is a scientist, and it's all up in his noggin, and uh, and the other one is not in their head. Perhaps the, the ballet dancer dances from their heart. The gravity, the the mechanism of gravity is indifferent. The mechanism of gravity doesn't care how you approach it. The mechanism of gravity just is. Gravity will gladly tumble you down the stairs and break your neck, and it'll also let you go downhill skiing all day long and enjoy a a wonderful day from the effects of gravity. Same gravity, but the outcome is different. So if Jesus is right next to you in the quantum field, the quantum mirror, you're both looking at, perhaps, metaphorically, you're both looking at the quantum mirror, and poof, Jesus starts pulling out all these miracles, poof, poof, poof. The quantum mirror is not going to change. Just like gravity didn't change, the quantum effect, the quantum consciousness effect is a constant. It's us, it's our personas, it's our human consciousness that changes. The, the quantum the, the pr- quantum principles are as timeless as perhaps gravity. It just is. So how the hell do we see the path to what Jesus has promised us? Everything I have done, you will do as well. So certainly we should have Christian schools that teach alchemy, that teach raising the dead, that teach healing the sick. Did did Jesus heal diseases that our Western medicine would label as a genetic inheritance? Did Jesus heal diseases that Western medicine would have labeled an inherited genetic disease? If that's true, if Jesus didn't have any boundaries to it, well, raising the dead's pretty significant. I think I'm I'm well within the bounds here to say that if if Jesus in the moment, this is fascinating. In the moment, Jesus walks in and and heals the leper. Poof, done. Poof, done. Now, if we think about a quantum mirror. A mirror, a mirror is just a reflection of our own consciousness. 
So when Jesus instantaneously healed the sick, He changed the conscious composition of the persona he healed and the mirror instantly reflected the event. We've had some really fascinating conversations about self-healing, about how the uh, the idea of the human experience in the past has been a rather rigid thing and the more and the more we look at the quantum effect and our relationship with the quantum effect the more we see how pliable how pliable this human experience is How did we go for such a long time and not and not realize that the power that we have is indeed source consciousness, our own consciousness inside of us that we project into the quantum mirror? And the reflection of the quantum mirror is the, quote, reality that we see. The reflection of the quantum mirror is the reflection of our own consciousness. So how is it, you know, we... uh, I like I like metrics, uh, quantification. Isn't that such an ego thing? Let's put it in a box. <laughs> Let's put it in a bracket and give it a name. And I think the reason I, I like to put some kind of a metric to it is for my my ego, my brain, to comprehend something that's intangible. I worked with really high power RF energy. Would make a million watts of power 24/7. Decades ago when I first came across this technology, when my soul chose to teach me about power by having me work with it every day. Now I don't know, countless times I've either flown in a helicopter or driven up to the top of a mountain and there's this big-ass television transmitter there. And we bring in really high-power electricity and we make a million watts of RF 24-7. What do I mean by RF? Well, TV transmitters broadcast out a antenna typically at a very high location either if you live in the flatlands on a very high tower or if you live in mountains on the top of a particular mountain and these transmitters are like floodlights you can imagine a big floodlight on top of a mountain illuminating the valley below 
and we we create a signal in these transmitters and put it out at a very high power, a million watts of power out the antenna. And the the signal, the RF, the radio frequency energy we're putting out the antenna has a television picture encoded into it. Our power bill was seven thousand dollars a month. We would use thirty-two thousand volts. I'll <laughs> drop you like a rock. The nanosecond it can kill your ass, you're dead. Bang dead. Um, we use 32,000 volts to make a million watts of power 24-7. Our power meter spun around like a flipping top because we use so much power. So I, I, very, uh, I have a very intimate relationship with power. What's 1,000 watts? What's uh, 10,000 watts? 50,000, 100,000, 250,000, 500,000, a million watts. I know quite distinctively the difference between all of those. And I think my soul chose to put me in that environment so I could turn around and noodle the human persona. What is the power of consciousness? What is the power of consciousness? Well, let's throw a metric to it. I, if you're, if you can see a wall, I've used this before on the show. You can imagine the floor as pretty much no power. This is a homeless person. They're running on fumes. If they get a cold tonight, they'll die. And then we traverse up the wall. Now the wall's logarithmic, meaning. Um, the power uh, level goes up exponentially as we increment up the wall. Up at the top is is the most powerful personification of potential. That's there's where Jesus hangs out, where alchemists the that's the that's the power. Um, summit or uh, the the maximum potential a, a human persona can have. And if that scale is logarithmic, where would you place yourself on that scale? Part of the transformation of humanity on planet Earth right now is for us to reclaim our truth to reclaim the truth of who we are as personifications of source consciousness. The universe is not divided against itself. All consciousness comes from source consciousness. And, and, and so you as a persona are the personification of source consciousness, as was Jesus. And Jesus said, check this out. Look what can happen here. Look what can happen here. Look at the potential that exists within you now. Well, if the environment we're in isn't changing, gravity is still gravity, and the quantum reflection is still the quantum reflection. I'm no sproctologist, <laughs> but 
it seems like this is an inside job. It's an inside job for us to discover our true divine potential. Metaphorically, what power level are you operating at? If you blame others, if you feel yourself a victim, if you think the world is happening to you, the vibration of your consciousness will be closer to the floor than the ceiling. So who are you? Who are you? Who do you think you are? If I were to, if we were to meet and I said, who are you? What would you say? Our sense of self, I think, is where a lot of our conundrum comes from. I talked about, I talked about pain in my persona, in my psyche. So let's imagine, let's imagine traversing from the top of the wall, the metaphorical birthplace of the soul and then traversing down to the floor into the darkness into the separation into the disconnect and then the soul decides to return back to source and we traverse back up the wall everything in nature is cyclic and the the lifetime of a soul uh Lifetime suggests one lifetime. The journey of the soul is coming from source. The birthplace of a soul is from source consciousness. So if we think of our brand spanking new uh, soul, so here's this uh, divinity with no karmic imprinting. So vibrationally, there's no karmic imprinting to lower the vibration. I would suspect that the birthplace of a soul is at the top of the wall. But that's where Jesus hangs out. That's where the power play is. That's where the alchemy is, the miracles are. If a brand new soul has no experience in the human realm, it has no preference. It has no bias. It has no idea of what it prefers. And it has no karma either. I think those two are related. So how can we imagine ourselves? How is What's a metaphor we could use? Okay, so a brand new soul, brand spanking new. Let's use mud. I like mud. <laughs> so this brand new soul is standing next to this giant pond of thick, wet mud, and and the soul walks into the mud and just gets it caked all over itself, and it comes out. And here's a brand new soul caked in mud. Well, the mud doesn't have much meaning. There's no, there's no past, there's no context to quantify the mud in. And in this metaphor, the mud is our karma. 
The mud is how we load up our psyche. The mud is how we metaphorically traverse down the wall into separation. Well, with just one coat of mud, you could probably shake that off and and get back to your divinity pretty easily. But what if we go into the mud, we cake ourselves up, we come out, and there's some oversized clothes here, and we put oversized clothes over the mud, and now we've got another layer of clothes, and we go back in the mud. Now, Now it's the second time, and we load up with mud again, and We're starting to get a memory of mud, and we come out of the mud, and here we are with two layers of mud, and we put yet another layer of oversized clothes on. So we got two layers of mud and a couple of layers of clothes, and we go back into the mud, and we load up with mud again, and we come back out, and we put on oversized clothes. We're, We're metaphorically loading our psyche up with karmic imprinting with karmic momentum. And if if we do this over and over again, adding more layers of mud and more layers of clothes, we're going to start to weigh a lot, an awful lot. So imagine we're 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 so <laughs> we're the we're so loaded up with mud and we turn around, we fall over backwards and we have hundreds of pounds of mud on us. And then the mud dries, and there we are in entombed in basically concrete, karmic concrete. The mud is dried. We're, we're, we have hundreds of pounds of mud caked all over our body, and we can't move. Well, metaphorically, that'd be the bottom of the wall, feeling powerless feeling hopeless, feeling disconnected from being able to change the condition. Well, now the soul is loaded up. It's gone through all these karmic experiences through many, many lifetimes to learn many, many lessons about every flavor of human fuckosis you can have on this planet, betrayal, deceit, exploitation, slavery, trafficking, war, um, just every manner of pain and misery. We load up our psyche as we come into more and more lifetimes And that creates a karmic momentum. So if we're if we're layered in mud and the quantum mirror shows us as this persona caked in mud, so tomorrow when you wake up and you go into the bathroom fresh out of bed, good morning sunshine, and you look in the mirror and <laughs> your hair looks all all natural, should we say, free-range hair, would you pick up the comb and stretch your hand out and try to brush the hair in the mirror? 
you're looking at the mirror, you can see the messed up hair in the mirror, and you reach out with your brush to try to brush the hair that you see in the reflection of the mirror. The quantum mirror, the quantum mirror, if you're on the wrong side of a mirror, in other words, you're trying to change the reflection of the mirror, well, it's already happened. When that image comes off the mirror, it's done. You don't change the reflection of a mirror after the reflection has happened. You change it before the reflection has happened. Whoa, 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 that's that's a really important thing. Intentional quantum conscious effect. Everything you see outside of you is the reflection itself. So I had this job working in television in the early days, in the first decade, <laughs> many decades ago, working in broadcast TV. And uh, um, I start the new job. And over 10 years, my boss shows some very strong characteristics. He was perhaps three things. He was malicious. You might even call him evil and he was my angel that malicious bitter angry cold-hearted man was perhaps one of the biggest soul contracts I've had in this lifetime wait what what for a decade he belittled me in every way he could imagine, and he put me on a couch. And I've shared many times how on that proverbial couch, I got cracked open by the cosmic two-by-four. And an immense amount of energy left my psyche. An immense amount of energy came pouring out of my psyche in a very short period of time. Holy crap, isn't that just like pressing the go button on a transmitter? Transmitter's off, no power's flowing, no energy's going out the antenna, nada, nothing, zippo. You press the go button, the glycol pumps spin up, the relays kick in, the 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 amps go up, the RF power goes up, and whoosh, an immense amount of energy is flowing out of this device. An immense amount of energy is flowing out of this device. Well, how much energy? 5 watts, 10 watts, 50 watts, 1,000 watts? See where I'm going here? My soul put me in an environment where I could contextualize the nature of our human consciousness. So here I am pouring this emotional energy out of my psyche in a very abrupt, very unexpected moment. And that was the moment my life cracked open. 
and in my engineer brain, I I that day I noticed, I remember commenting that the room, the reflection of the quantum, the physical environment I lived in looked different. I remember struggling for words on how to describe how pretty much instantaneously the world I was observing had changed. We we get so used to a normal. What's normal? Is the environment you're in normal? Is the way you're experiencing life right now normal? By having such an abrupt shift in energy in my psyche, the reflection from the quantum mirror changed and the environment, the per, my perception of my environment changed in kind. Intentional quantum conscious effect. Well, that wasn't intentional. <laughs> When I got cracked open, I didn't see the freight train coming. But by changing the energy within me, my perception of the world changed outside of me. That really caught me off guard. And my engineer brain said, what the hell? What the hell? How could I have had so much energy in my psyche and A, not be aware of it, B, not recognize how it's influencing my life. And I I started, uh, this is, God, probably 25, 30 years ago. Ever since then, every day, I scrub my psyche. And I found quite a bit of, of the, the energy I was releasing was anger, and I... Re- and I went back and had a few more events, and I released uh, an awful lot of anger out of my psyche. And had you asked me before I cracked open, Les, do you have a problem with anger? I'd say, oh, hell no. <laughs> Why? I don't get mad. And my relationship with my boss changed. It was like I became invisible. It was like... He preferred to interact with people that could be controlled by stirring up their anger. And when I released my anger, it's like I just fell off his radar. He really didn't care anymore. And he went and put his attention on others where He could use anger as a mechanism. Now, as a quick side note, if he's using anger to try to control his environment, he's got a shit ton of anger, and he's using that method of controlling others with anger to keep his own anger in check. That was a survival tactic that he had, and it wasn't personal. So we've only got... Less than twenty minutes left. Where the hell does all this time go? Let's 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 bring this around so it all makes some sense. I told you about 
the last quarter of 2022, and I had two really painful, very, very painful um, releases of energy out of my psyche. The reason, and I don't, I do not recommend that everybody um, just start diving into their pain and, and, and <laughs> some people are frail and, and uh, if they were to, uh, pain has a way of, of cleaning your clock and if, if you don't have some substance to your persona, pain can, can uh, really drag you through the weeds. But uh, I've chosen to not posture with anything in my psyche. I've chosen to come to terms, so to speak, to see it for what it is, so to speak, to look at it with virgin eyes, so to speak. And uh, when I went through these painful events, it's... uh, have you seen the show uh, Inception, where they go into dream states and they grow on, they go into uh, deeper and deeper narratives that are playing out? That's kind of like how your subconscious is. When you're just sitting here now, and your your environment's um, controlled and your ego feels safe, and all the narratives that you have running in your persona are familiar and predictable, that's a sense of comfort to that. But that's also the karmic momentum that takes you down towards the bottom of the wall. Wait, what? We we load up our psyche. When our soul is first born, we go into lifetimes, the proverbial pond of mud, we go into lifetimes and we accumulate energy in that lifetime. And then with that lower vibration, we choose another lifetime and we go get some more mud in our psyche. And that lowers our vibration. And as we incarnate over and over again, our soul is descending from the ceiling and we're loading up our psyche with karmic imprinting. And we're moving towards the proverbial floor. And then the soul decides at some point, okay, this is enough darkness, enough time to make the journey back. Well, we we lose our power when we load up our psyche with karma. What is karma? I like really simple descriptions. Karma is anything from our past that's influencing our present. (laughs) So if I'm standing in front of the quantum mirror and I'm having a very consistent experience and none of that experience is magic, none of that experience is miracles, none of that, that experience is alchemy, That means the vast majority of energy I'm projecting into the quantum mirror is momentum from the past. It's our own karmic momentum from the past. 
it has been said that Jesus did not have a subconscious. He was fully conscious. In other words, there was no mud. There was no lingering unresolved consciousness from his past creating a momentum, creating an energetic momentum, creating an energetic beacon, a perpetual beacon that's broadcast into the quantum mirror that reflects a consistent and perpetual experience. So, I think my soul planned the last quarter of 2022 to clean my clock, to ring my bell, to hit me by the proverbial freight train. As as over the past few decades, as I scrub my psyche and my intention, my intentional quantum consciousness effect is to have a more lucid, dynamic experience with my quantum reflection, I've got to clean out the junk in my trunk. I have to dissipate the karmic momentum, the karmic energetic momentum, the karmic energetic beacons of energy from my past. When I was on that couch and I released an immense amount of energy from my psyche, that energy had been projected into the karmic quantum mirror most of my life up to that moment. So when I bumped up against this deep pain, and I mean deep, I mean really deep, I mean on the edge of, I don't, I don't need to describe how horrible it felt, but I stayed present through all of it. And the reason I did that is I wanted to dissipate 100% of it out of my psyche. I wanted to not posture with any of it. I wanted to give it complete and total attention awareness so it could dissipate out of my psyche. And it did. I don't know that it's 100%. I don't have the the gift of that kind of a psychic vision or whatever. I don't assume I'm done until I can do everything Jesus has done, but I dumped so much energy out of my psyche in the last quarter of last year. And a curious thing happened. I'm I'm actually writing about this. Um, I wrote a, a book, Personal Power Fundamentals, which describe pretty much what I'm talking about, but without the last quarter of 2022. And so I'm rewriting the book, and I'm actually going to put it out under a new name, Pure Authentic You, Pure Authentic You, the purity of your energy, the purity of the energy that you're showing the quantum mirror If the purity is absolute, the reflection is absolute. Authenticity. If you're authentic with yourself, you don't fatigue. You don't fatigue. There's a very curious thing. I chose those two words 
well over a decade ago, Pure Authentic You, very specifically because they have no um, purity and authenticity don't describe any particular attribute. I can't be a very good spiritual teacher if I just push my dogma on you. You want to go inside and find your own authenticity. I can't use adjectives and, and whatever the other things are that that posture and contextualize potential. I have to keep my language really sterile. I don't have to. I choose to. As a service to you, so you can be a sovereign being, your own sovereign being. So in Pure Authentic You, I'm rewriting this as, not right this very moment, but as we speak, I'm adding several chapters about what I saw in my psyche when I went through and released so much of my subconscious karmic imprinting. It it changed the language. It changed the language. It changed my perception of the human experience, how we load our how we load our psyche up and the role of narratives and um very curious questions have come in my mind. <laughs> Here's a question for you. Is the ego good or bad to spiritual growth? Oh, spiritual teachers say the ego's the culprit and we must kill the ego. Well, wait a minute. The ego pretty much runs on the brain. The brain is the engine of the ego. And if we're only using 10% of our brain, that means there's 90% of our brain that has not been fully realized, fully awakened. Wait, what? What? If our ego is the villain in our spirituality, I don't believe that's true. I don't believe that. If, If the ego... is what gets in the way, and yet the design of our body has 90% more horsepower for our ego to run on. That sounds like throwing gasoline on a fire. What the hell? What the hell? Wait a minute. If we're only using 10% of our brain, and the brain is our the engine our ego runs on, and there's 90% more horsepower that our ego can run on. What is the role of the ego in enlightenment? Hmm. <laughs> That's like throwing gasoline on a fire. What the hell? Maybe it's not about the ego per se. But maybe it's about the the narratives that the ego is running. Maybe that's where the conundrum comes. That's a that's a teaser towards what pure authentic you is going to talk about. As we 
as we discharge and release everything in our subconscious that we've been dragging around the junk in our trunk, all the energy of the karma in our subconscious, well, wait, wait a minute, where does karma come from? Where does the energy of karma come from? Well, karma is our own consciousness from the past that's unresolved. The energy of our karma is our consciousness itself. When I was in that shrink's office and I'm volcanoing all this energy out of my psyche, this this immense amount of anger is flowing out of my persona, what what is it? Well, it's my anger. What's my anger? Well, it's my consciousness, my feelings and emotions from the past that I repressed, that I didn't allow full conscious experience of, and so I accumulated some of it. We've only got a few minutes left in the show. Let's Let's go over the bullet points so we know what we're talking about. Intentional quantum conscious effect. When there's no energy contrary to what you're projecting to the mirror, there will be no reflection contrary to your energy. In other words, the reality you experience outside of you is a reflection of the energy within you. The power of the miracle of Jesus Christ is the power of his consciousness. I, there's, a, there's a description of faith, and I like this description, and it says, no thought contrary. Faith is, is having no thought contrary. So if I project energy towards the quantum mirror, and there's nothing contrary, there's no thoughts, beliefs, attitudes within my persona that's contrary, the mirror will gladly oblige. Faith as being no thought contrary. So, in order to master the quantum mirror is to master the totality of our consciousness, both conscious and subconscious. It's karma is a really beautiful, beautiful, elegant design. Uh, it 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 is absolutely perfect. It's like a energetic data recorder of all our lifetimes and everything we didn't allow ourselves to fill in the moment got stored up in our subconscious. It's like a running total of things we've avoided in our past. That's why when I went into my pain bodies, I turned and looked into the pain and I didn't avoid any of the pain. It was very painful. That cleaned my clock. That laid me out. But but psychically, energetically, I'm a different person. I'm a, quite a different person. 
that was pay dirt. The 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 deeper uh, is this is this right? The deeper um, there's a metric to the karmic imprinting in our subconscious, and that metric has to do with how much of our consciousness is involved here. When we bump up against dense energy in our psyche, there's a metric that says the volume of consciousness that is stored related to this particular um, experience, like anger was an example when I got cracked open. How is it that we can lose the ability to perform miracles, to raise the dead, to manifest out of thin air, to instantaneously heal? Instantaneously heal in the moment. Shouldn't our medicine... be looking towards instantaneous healing. You don't need to go get an MRI. You don't need a prescription. Poof done, poof done, poof done, poof done, poof done. That's that's what the goal of our medicine should be. Jesus demonstrated it and said, sure, come on, belly up to the bar. So academically what the hell are we doing creating this extremely complex industry that's trying to fix a reflection of the mirror that's trying to reflect to that's trying to affect the reflection of a mirror Your relationship with the quantum field is your relationship with miracles. Your relationship with the quantum field is your relationship with alchemy. Your relationship with the quantum mirror is your relationship with karma. You can't tax a mirror with an image. You can see the the Milky Way galaxy in a mirror, and the mirror doesn't effort. No image from a mirror requires more from the mirror. In other words, any image, any narrative, any scenario coming off the quantum mirror has a merit of one. All scenarios have a merit of one. The mirror doesn't care. If you put more merit to one particular over another, that's your stigma. Now you're creating a posturing. Now you're creating a standing wave, a standing mental construct, and now you've created a standing wave of energy, and the quantum mirror will reflect it back to you. The original sin. (laughs) So... Um, I release so much energy 
in the last quarter of 2022. It it laid me out flat. I um, I'm writing a blog that'll come out Friday where I talk about the reconstitution of the soul. When you get mowed over flat by a something really, really challenging and it wipes you out. How do you reconstruct? How do you how do you put yourself back together after the karmic freight train has laid you out? You could say the reconstitution of your soul is what you're doing when you're moving from the bottom of the wall up back to the top. Where there was separation, where you postured with reality, you created a karmic stigma. And the way back home is to reintegrate, to reconstitute that polarity back to unity back to unity, back to the Juan. Is this making sense? Intentional quantum conscious effect. Jesus, with his intention, took his consciousness and projected it into the quantum for effect. Sounds like those words are backwards. Intentional quantum conscious effect. Intentional conscious quantum effect. Okay, never mind. (laughs) In order for you to get, um, to master the ability to perform miracles, move your intention your awareness inside. Everything you see outside of you is on the other side of the quantum mirror. Everything outside of you is a reflection of the inside of you. To go outside into the material world and try to jack stuff around is folly because that's a reflection of the mirror. It wasn't until I got rid of, of a lot of the anger in my psyche that my experience outside of me changed. If we were to quantify how much power in this metaphorical measuring stick of human potential from using the wall as a metaphor, millions, billions, trillions of watts. It's just, it's insane how much, it's it's insane how much we had to load up our psyche, how much junk we had to put in the trunk to get to the point where we felt powerless, how many trips into the mud, how many layers of mud we had to put on our psyche to actually get to the bottom of the wall. The scale of human potential is just millions and billions and trillions of metaphorical watts of power. And if you're feeling powerless, that's because all that energy has been loaded up in your psyche. And when you release and reintegrate your psyche, that power will come back to you. 
all the energetic by energetic equivalents, vibrational equivalents of the karma in your psyche is projected into every moment, every now of the quantum mirror and that and that's what creates this familiar experience that you call your life. We can we can be anywhere in that scale and over time it can feel quite normal. And yet the field of potential, the field of miracles is before you right now. The universe or, quote, reality is not going to change for you to discover your power. You're going to change. Nothing outside of you, nothing outside of you can bring your power to you because your power is before the quantum mirror. And everything outside of you is the reflection, the other side of the mirror. You don't reach with your comb to try to brush the hair that you see in the mirror. You brush your own hair. And the reflection changes in kind. No no priest, no pope, no savior, no saint, no lord, no deity can give you coming from outside of you, can give you more power. Anything outside of you is a reflection. You're on the other side of creation. The kingdom of heaven is within you now. The Father and I are one now. Your divinity is absolute inside you now. But if you're not having that experience, you've loaded your psyche up. And it's time to reintegrate, if you so choose. You have free agency. Pure, authentic you. Purify your energy. Purify your energy and the reflection will purify. Authenticity. Honor who you are. Honor why you're here. Honor your own divine potential and preferences. Pure, authentic you. Pure, authentic you is not telling you how to behave. It's telling you the mechanism of behavior. The choice of how you behave is always yours. But your purity decides where you are in that proverbial scale that we use a wall for. The more you load yourself up, the less pure you are. And this is not negative or bad. Advanced souls go to the bottom of the wall. Powerful, powerful souls go to the bottom of the wall. And to return to your power is to purify your persona. Pure, authentic you. Authenticity. What do you prefer? You like your music loud? Crank that sucker up. You want a tattoo? Do you like organic whiskey shots? As you wish. You're here for the human experience. Pure, authentic you. 
when you when you get clear about your authenticity you move towards grace in your life you move towards synchronicity in your life you move towards uh, a sense of grace and ease in your life pure authentic you we're going to republish it since we get it rewritten well we're keeping some of the stuff but um I, i'm i'm really excited for it because it um the, this last quarter showed me um i could see by walking through the pain the all the power that it had held in my psyche that had locked up the power my own personal power in my psyche and it came clear to me how the ego and narratives and and karmic momentum and whatnot um i'm really excited for that well times this slippery little thing i i have said this uh uh very many times in my head i'm I'm here to be a vessel of compassion for humanity. I'm here to language. My soul put me in front of these big ass flipping transmitters so I could wrap my noggin around what the hell power is. I'm here to put a Western language to the power of love. Love 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 is the power play but that's a whole other conversation <laughs> so what's it going to be 2023 you've got a whole year in front of you hundreds of days hundreds of days if you got clear with your intention and what you wanted to project into the quantum with your consciousness what kind of effect could you have in this year what an exciting time to be alive i think we're coming up on 13 years we're coming up on 500 episodes how cool i love it i love it i want to thank you the listener um the stat show that india has really showed up on the uh um pie chart of of listeners around the world so hats off to you maybe you heard the harsha interview a little while ago dream your best dream dream your best dream your your dream is your soul trying to inspire your ego to trust dream your best dream and enjoy the journey (laughs) one exciting time to be alive thank you for joining us tonight we've got a uh, we've got a great lineup of shows coming um, another year before us Um, so excited to be here I love you until next time thanks for listening This has been a New Human Living Radio broadcast to bring your soul's inspiration into effect and live your life wide open. Check out our host, 
Les Jensen's book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, at newhumanliving.com. Thanks for listening.